This is a paid program, and the views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Castle & Cook Mortgage or 1690 AM. Castle & Cook Mortgage, LLC, NMLS ID number 1251. Joe Massey, NMLS ID number 7538. Catherine Gutierrez, NMLS ID number 1570680. Equal housing lender regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all who apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. You have tuned in with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez on the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on 1690 AM, the show that discusses up-to-date mortgage and real estate topics and trends that will educate you on the purchase or refinance of your next home. Have a question? Call Castle & Cook Mortgage at 303-809-7769. This is the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez. Good morning, Denver, and welcome to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report, brought to you by Castle & Cook Mortgage, providing nationwide, world-class customer service right here in the Mile High City. My name is Joe Massey, and I'm here with my co-host today, Catherine Gutierrez, providing you with more than 20 years' combined experience in mortgage lending. Catherine, good morning. It's great to see you. Good morning. Always good to be here. Great Saturday. Absolutely. Now, we've got a great show today. We have Jacqueline Mabry with Your Castle Real Estate and the Mile High Lifestyles team. She's joining us here in the studio. Jacqueline, good morning. Good morning, y'all. Great to see you. Uh, Catherine, do me a favor. Tell our listeners a little bit about what we've got on tap for the show today. Yeah, today we're going to be discussing kind of the neighborhood Jacqueline um, specializes in. She works everywhere, but she works in the Wash Park neighborhood. So we're going to discuss the history and stats of that particular um, neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And um, she's going to tell us um, what her thoughts are, um, where it's where you think it's going to be and look like in 10 years or so with her four years of experience in the real estate world. And of course, we have a great listing of the week. And then we have a great free um, Colorado event going on this weekend. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690. KDMT brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For questions, please call 303 303- 809-7769. All right. Again, we're very excited to have Jacqueline Mabry here in the studio this morning. Jacqueline is with Your Castle Real Estate and the Mile High Lifestyles team. You can reach her with any questions at 720-583-3978. As a quick reminder, Castle & Cook Mortgage and Your Castle Real Estate are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other. So Jacqueline, thanks so much for joining us. I'm really excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about your background. How'd you get started? in real estate? So my background's a little bit interesting just because I'd never intended to actually get my real estate license and formally work in real estate, helping Uh people buy and sell. Um, I originally came to Denver for what was supposed to be a short-term job assignment. (laughs) I was working in pharmaceutical sales and uh, I was fortunate enough to be in a position in college where I was able to save a little bit of money. Um, I'd always been interested in real estate. I wanted to invest. And so as soon as I could, I wanted to put a down payment on my first house. Mm -hmm. Uh, While I was traveling in Denver, I felt like there was something very special about the Mile High City. And uh, I started to look into the real estate market and kind of how things seem to be changing. And so uh, I ended up purchasing my first home in 2012. um, And then uh, I ended up getting relocated to California during that buying process. Oh, wow. And so that was interesting. Uh, Luckily, I had a great agent who was able to help me walk through things. But unfortunately, uh, I injured my back shortly after that. Um, And so I was kind of faced with the decision. Either I could have gone back to Texas, which is where I'm from, Mm -hmm. or I could have moved to Denver. And so I ended up making the decision to move to Denver. Uh, I've been here ever since. And uh, relative to that back injury for 
just the reasons that are associated with it, kind of having to go to and from doctor's appointments. I ended up activating my real estate license just as a way to make some income uh, within an area that I'm interested in, but also be able to take care of my health. And so fortunately, it's turned into a great career and I'm really happy with it. Yeah, it's been a great move for you. I mean, I see you doing a lot in real estate. You work with a lot of buyers, a lot of sellers. It's definitely been a good move for you, I would think. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And especially the team that I'm on, uh, the Mile High Lifestyles team. It's a very eclectic mix of people, and we work with all kinds of buyers and sellers, and so mm-hmm. I'm really happy to be a part of that. Yeah. Now, we had Sean on the radio, I don't know, what, about a month ago, maybe two months ago? I think it was like in December, January, yeah. December, so yeah. recently. Tell us a little bit about the team. You know, we know Sean, but tell our listeners just a little bit about what you guys have going on over there. So I'd say that the team is, it's a kind of a new generation real estate experience. Um, we all pull from different backgrounds. A lot of people on our team work with investors. Others are specializing with first-time home buyers. Um, you have agents that are from Colorado and also agents that are from out of state. Mm-hmm. And so collectively between the group of us, uh, it's a very interesting perspective. And also if someone doesn't know something, then we have a great collaborative effort to uh, you know, kind of bring our minds together and be able to come up with a solution if there's a problem or be able to really accelerate someone's you know home buying or home selling experience sure now what do you specialize in only investors only first-time buyers what's your focus so i'd say that i kind of dabble with out-of-state people um i would say the majority of my sales are actually investors from out of state okay Uh, so similar to my first time uh buying a home i ended up being out of state unintentionally uh when you know i ended up buying it And so it's interesting. I love attracting people who maybe don't live in Colorado or one of my clients has never even been to Colorado. He just called me on the phone uh, and ended up we ended up closing his first transaction um, downtown. But anyway, it's fun to kind of speak to my own experience, um, be able to take what my agent taught me and then also my own relative experience Mm -hmm. and help walk people through that process, help them understand kind of the benefits of buying in a certain area, what's going to be a good investment, um, and then kind of coaching them even after the sale, just to make sure it's a good long-term decision. Right. Real estate's a long-term investment, right? It's not, I'm just going to buy this stock for a day or two or a right. week and then sell it, right? Real estate, there's way more that goes into it than that, right? Absolutely. And one of the things that I love the most about real estate is just the fact that it is such a good long-term investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much safer than, say, uh, buying and selling stock on a daily basis. And you also have the opportunity to get a higher return right? and also have your real estate work for you. So being able to rent out your property, um, I'm currently renting out part of my property um, and I have sort of an in-law suite set up. Mm-hmm. So when my parents are in town, they have their own space separate from me. Right. Um, That's which nice. can be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also too, it's a great way to earn extra income just because if I'm not using half of my house, then I might as well have it out for someone else. So. Absolutely. So you're almost house hacking, right? That's a, a topic that Basically, we've had here on the yeah. show. It's, I think it's a great way to, to make a little bit of extra income. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think more and more people are getting into it and kind of doing things that way. Yeah. So before we talk about the market here in Wash Park, I want to just your perspective, the overall market in Denver, you have a lot of people buying from out of state. Is it a good time to buy investment property here in Colorado? Absolutely. I think so. It, it really depends on the property and the deal. I mean, you don't want to just buy anything because, mm-hmm. I mean, you could end up having a mortgage payment that is higher than what you would get in rental income because right. the market has increased so much. But at the same time, too, if it's the right property, depending on your level of experience, um, I mean, and as long as you're making money, if that's your goal, then there are ways to make that happen. So Yeah. And I think it really comes back to 
talking with the investor, finding out what they want. Do they want to make cash flow? Do they want the property right. to appreciate? Am I comfortable if maybe the property loses a little bit of money every month, but it's in an area that I really like? Mm -hmm. You've really got to narrow down, why do I want to buy an investment property? What are the goals I want to get? Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And to kind of tag along with that too, uh, you know, sometimes people will buy a house in a neighborhood like Washington Park with the intention of maybe living there in 10 years. But mm -hmm. in the meantime, they just wanted to establish that investment, start earning some equity from it. Yeah. Maybe they're living in a different neighborhood for now. Um, maybe they don't need a house that is as big as their house in Wash Park or, you know, vice versa. Maybe they intend to downsize down the road. Right. And so it's a great way just to have your money down and have it earning something for you. Uh, and in the meantime, you know, you have your own house. If that one's paying for itself, then all the better or making you some money. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. I always use the joke. When's the best time to buy real estate yesterday? Absolutely. When's the next best time today? Yeah. When's the worst time tomorrow? Absolutely. Yeah. Always. You, you know, it, it really and, and markets go up and down. Sure. Right. But over the long term in Denver, six percent appreciation over the last 45 years. Mm -hmm. Granted, I know there were some tough years a couple of times in the 80s, early 2000 or late 2000s. But long term real estate goes up. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Well, and it's funny to think too, because I mean, now, so especially being from a state like Texas, where home prices, I'm from the Dallas Fort Worth area and home mm -hmm. prices there are much lower than out here in Denver. So sometimes you have people with a lot of sticker shock, um, especially yeah. if they're used to the historic prices in Denver, which typically were a little bit you know, lower and not as high when compared to the nationwide average. Right. Um, at the same time, yeah, I mean, people who were buying a house in the 70s probably thought, oh, Denver's so expensive, it's never going to appreciate higher than it is now. And some of those houses, again, in Wash Park, are worth a million dollars now. Right. So. And they were $100,000 in 1970, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely, or less. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of the stats we share always uh, often as well is 42 out of the last 46 years, home prices in Denver have been at their peak. Mm -hmm. And people always say, oh, I'm going to wait for prices to come down. There's a 90% chance that they're going to go up and it, next year is going to be the highest price, right? right? So people always say, I don't want to buy a house. We're at the peak of the market. Guess what? We're always at the peak of the market. Right. No, you know? and, well, and even some friends of mine that, um, you know, some of them are still on the fence about buying and, uh, you know, I'm doing my best to kind of uh, gesture them, you know, lead them to water, put them, you know, push them in the right direction. Right. But at the same time. Um, you know, they started looking five years ago and they're mm. still on the fence because they're waiting for the market to slow down or to, you know, for home prices to decrease. And that just hasn't happened. Yeah. And probably in, not going to. Right. Well, and in the meantime, the opportunity cost, if they just would have right. bought any place, uh, you know, five years ago, then they would have had equity and they could have put a bigger down payment. Um, and now they might not be able to afford the same neighborhood that they want to be in. So, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just buying that first home, getting your foot into the market letting that property appreciate. Maybe it's not my dream home. Maybe it's not where I want my kids to go to school, but it's a home that's going to start increasing value. And at least I'm not paying rent for the next five years, right? Exactly. Yes. And I think that's a really important way to look at it too. Yep. So just because you buy a home doesn't mean you have to keep it forever. And you know, there's a better opportunity later on than great. Cross that bridge when you get there. That's right. In the meantime, like have your money working for you. And, you know, invest wisely. That's exactly right. Now, Jacqueline, if anybody wants to get in touch with you to talk about investing in real estate, whether they're here in Denver or out of state, you know, our show goes out on the nationwide podcast. Uh, what's the best phone number they could reach you at? So my local phone number is 720-583-3978. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT, brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For questions, please call 303 809 7769.
Fantastic. Well, ladies, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this Washington Park area. Um, so if you're not from Denver, this is a super popular area, um, very close to downtown, not quite in downtown. Um, but Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about it. What's this area like? What makes it so popular? So I, in my personal opinion, uh, I feel like Wash Park has always been an area that's kind of a place where people aspire to be. A um, mm -hmm. couple of reasons why I personally like it are the proximity to the highway. Um, mm -hmm. You're very close to I-25 and I-70. Um, you're a straight shot to the tech center. Um, you're also maybe a 10 minute drive to downtown. Uh, there are trails so you can ride your bike to downtown. Mm -hmm. uh, you also have Denver University just down the street. And so regardless of what kind of the economy is doing or just kind of the area in general, you're in a pretty safe space where people are going to want to be. So, yeah. And this Wash Park is one of my favorite areas. That's not only a cool place, but from a data standpoint, it's the one pocket in Denver mm -hmm. that did not lose value during the mortgage recession or the Great Recession from 2008 to 2010. It remained flat. Nobody. Now, there might have been, you know, individual instances, but uh, the average in Wash Park remained flat and there were no long term decreases in that area. It's a super popular area. Yeah, which is so interesting to me. And I think that kind of attests to you have a lot of homeowners who maybe have owned their home for three generations or more that yeah. kids just keep inheriting the house. Um, also, too, the park itself has just been so well maintained. Yeah, uh, it's the biggest park in Denver. You have two lakes, and so whether you're just looking for outdoor recreation where you can uh, have you know a quick volleyball game, uh, or a place to go jogging or bike trails, um, I mean, it really, or even go boating. I mean, it really has everything for you. Yeah, the neighborhood is very just like warm. Welcome, everyone says hi. Um, I mean, you live in that neighborhood, so everyone walks their dogs. It's it's a great mm -hmm. positive place to be. Well, and I've been so impressed, too, with the sense of community since I've lived there. Um, having lived in two very different neighborhoods in Denver, both are great for different reasons. But in Wash Park, ever since I've moved there, um, I, I know my neighbors. Uh, I say hi to people. I'm walking my dog. You know, every like not everyone, but a lot of people know each mm -hmm. other's names. And I mean, if you're around, people want to you know help encourage you. I mean, there's a sense of community. So, yeah. Do you think in that neighborhood it's more like people who live there for generations, generations, or do you see like kind of 50 50? Oh, I'm a renter down the street. Like, how, what's kind of you see? I think it's an interesting mix of a little bit of both. So, you do have some people who have, have historically lived in that neighborhood, but it's also a prime area for development. And so, you're seeing a lot of builders come in. Some are buying historic homes and, you know, completely tearing them down. Others are taking those historic homes and renovating them while keeping the integrity of the architecture that's already there. Yeah. So, for example, there's a house, um, I believe it's under contract now, but it was an old Tudor house. And the builder did an excellent job of keeping the homes, you know, exposed brick walls. Uh, the original fireplace is still in the entryway, but the home has been completely updated with modern amenities. Um, it even has a cool garage door as a patio door. So oh, you can cool. create kind of an indoor outdoor space. Yeah. And um, it's it's interesting to see builders get so creative in the neighborhood because I think as far as the neighborhood's culture goes, uh, you typically see kind of older, more historic homes in that area. And so I appreciate how a lot of builders are embracing that and keeping, you know, of course, you do get some newer homes that are a little bit more industrial and, yep. you know, those are great, too. Um, but you also get some of the same history there and a little bit more of a traditional character. 
Yeah, I think it's a really eclectic neighborhood from an architectural standpoint. You get some of the brand new kind of boxy homes that mm -hmm. are cool and modern and contemporary. But then right next door, you got a home that was built in 1920 that has been completely updated, has all the amenities just like the brand new contemporary home. But from the outside, it looks like it's still 1921, right? Absolutely. Well, and it's cool, too, just with the mix of people that live there. So going back to the question about, you know, renters versus homeowners, um, you know, there are a lot of out of state sellers. There are also a lot of people who maybe own two, three, four properties all within Washington Park. Yeah. Um, I was running the numbers uh, yesterday, actually, and just looking up different homeowners in the neighborhood. And I mean, there's one person who owns four different houses on Franklin Street and they're all, wow. you know, neighbors. So um, it's interesting to see that. And they still have, you know, the older homes that are there. And so that's, I mean, a great investment for that person. Um, but yeah, and it's interesting too. So I'm on the board of the Washington Park East Neighborhood Association. So out of the east side and west side, I live on the east side. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's interesting to see them embrace uh, all of the new people that are moving into the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're a homeowner or you're a renter, it really doesn't matter. If you want to be involved there, then they, you know, welcome any kind of participation. So I appreciate that part too. Yeah, I think that's a great value add there in Wash Park is it really is a unique neighborhood. You can go to a lot of neighborhoods where, you know, people just drive into their garage, shut the door, get out, don't even say mm -hmm. hi to each other, right? Absolutely. I think Wash Park is not like that. And Wash Park's probably a lot like my neighborhood. I don't live there, but I live in a neighborhood where I see a lot of the same people that are walking their dogs. And it's funny for me, I actually know the dogs better than I know the people. Yes. Right? Isn't that great? You <laughs> I always, might be the same way. Yeah, yeah. you always know the dog's yeah. name and you're like, hey, it's uh, Chester's mom. Hi, yeah. nice to see you. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. Right? Um, as a reminder, uh, Jacqueline, what is the best phone number? If any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, talk about Wash Park, learn more about your experience there, learn about getting involved in the community, what is the best phone number we could reach you at? My best phone number is 720-583-3978. You're listening to the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on AM 1690 KDMT, brought to you by Castle and Cook Mortgage. For questions about buying, selling, um, refinancing, anything like that, um, give us a call at 303-809-7769. All right. Well, let's move on to the future a little bit. Let's talk about five to 10 years from now. I'm going to ask you to pull out your crystal ball and tell me what is Wash Park going to look like in the future? Is it going to be completely developed? Is it going to be all investors? What, what do you think, Jacqueline? So in my opinion, I feel like the neighborhood is going to continue its established culture uh, as it is. At the same time, so being a part of the Neighborhood Association, it's interesting to hear about different construction projects and future development as it's coming to the neighborhood. Um, I you know, spoke to a little, a little bit before, but um, I really appreciate how the neighborhood kind of uh, embraces new construction as well as keeping older houses. But there also seems to be an awareness for local business as well. Okay. Um, there are two or really three big retail streets. So one is the old South Gaylord Street Shopping Center. Yeah. Um, you also have South Pearl Street and then uh, one side of University. And so right now you see a lot of development happening. Um, there are some older buildings that have recently either been remodeled or they've been torn down and new ones are being built. And so I appreciate the neighborhood's awareness of that. Uh, they want to encourage local businesses and to support local businesses because they understand that that, and I don't want to speak for them, but just in my opinion, uh, they understand that that's what drives people to continue to stay in the neighborhood. Yeah. If we're going to keep attracting new people and you know, kind of some fresh blood, so, so to speak, uh, they, you know, need local entertainment. If people have kids, you know, there need to be activities for kids to do around the neighborhood. And right. so also keeping up with local neighborhood events. Uh, we have a 4th of July event every year. 
Um, we also have a neighborhood wide yard sale. And so I really feel like activities like that are going to help contribute to keep Washington Park a very strong neighborhood. And so as a result, the market's just going to continue to go up. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's such a popular neighborhood. People want to live there, right? I speak to people all day long. Catherine, you speak to people all day long. Absolutely. And that's like the dream. Where do you want to live? Oh, I would love to live in Wash Park. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to live? Oh, I would love to live in Wash Park. You know, we hear it so frequently. Are there challenges buying there because there's not a ton of people leaving? And do you think that challenge will continue? Yes and yes. Um, And so a couple of numbers that I've looked at personally that kind of that give me that idea are if you look at the number of listings that have sold in Washington Park every year uh, for the past few years, it's continued to get lower and lower, which means it doesn't necessarily mean that less people are buying houses because home values are continuing to rise. To me, that's more of an indication that the market continues to remain strong, but either houses are unattainable for buyers or you get a lot of people who are potentially testing the market to Mm -hmm. see how much they can get. And in that kind of price range, um, you know, buyers who are buying that type of house, there are fewer buyers who can afford to live there. And those same buyers are also the ones who have options because they can afford to live there. Right. And so I think it's important to, uh, number one, for buyers who think that they can't afford it, um, I would say just, you know, consult with different realtors and find out what your options are. Um, sometimes there are ways to creatively search beyond just looking in the MLS or looking online. Yep. Um, I typically run reports on people who have owned in the neighborhood for more than 10 years because you never know if someone's thinking about selling, but they just haven't made that leap yet. And so figuring out a way to contact those sellers. Um, And so at the same time, too, as far as people staying, um, I think some people that live in the neighborhood are also concerned, again, with home prices in Denver. It's just a sticker shock. Um, they're worried that if they sell their house, will they be able to afford another one? Right. And oftentimes those homeowners have a lot of equity in their homes. And so they are able to potentially take those proceeds and put it into another house. And again, that just kind of comes down to creatively searching um, and making sure you find the right property. Yeah. And that we talk about it a lot. It comes down to having the right team. You've got to have a great mm-hmm. agent that's going to be able to find the property, the right property for you. You've got to have a great lender. You never know. You might be able to afford the payment. Just because it's a million dollars doesn't mean it's unattainable, right? You have to finance it properly, have your appropriate down payment, et cetera. There's a lot of options out there that a lot of people don't realize. Absolutely. And I think, you know, speaking to having the right team, especially the right lender, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that a buyer knows all of their financing options and where to get creative if necessary. Uh, Sometimes it's just about cash flow. And so there are different programs out there for, you know, down payment or sometimes depending on your occupation. Um, like there are ways to make your real estate goals happen. You just have to, uh, you know, tell somebody about it and that way we can help you kind of get there. Yeah. Or kind of like you're doing house hacking, right? What if I buy a property in Wash Park and it's got a, you know, mother-in-law suite or a carriage house in the back, right? Yep. Maybe I need to talk to you about that and say, Hey, Jacqueline, I need you to find a property that I can get some additional cash flow. I'm going to live there, but can I Airbnb part of it? And you can help find those, right? Absolutely. I'm a super host on Airbnb just for that same reason. Yeah. And, you know, right now uh, I don't personally have kids. I have my two dogs, um, if that counts. <laughs> yes, for babies. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. Um, but yeah. And so kind of my intention with my house is so it's a mid-century ranch, um, which is pretty unusual for the neighborhood. And yeah. I got very lucky with my house. Um, but also to kind of speaking to some challenges, uh, I wasn't sure if I'd be able to find the kind of house that I wanted in the neighborhood. But I was determined to live in Wash Park, and I guess the real estate gods kind of uh, helped me out a little bit in that uh, area, but I ended up finding a house. It was more than I wanted to spend, but I ended up making an offer that was fair. It was just 
listed too high. Yep. And the seller only countered back uh, slightly above, like he came down about a lot, right? a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so probably about 20%. And yeah. so considering he came back 20%, um, I only negotiated, I guess he only asked for $10,000 more and I was still able to get him to come down. Yeah. Um, so all because you got out there and, and asked the right questions, right? Right. You don't get what you don't ask for. And so that's yeah. exactly right. Jacqueline, if any of our listeners want to talk with you, learn more about the area, talk about buying a home, selling a home, what's the best phone number we could reach you at? It is 720-583-3978. Fantastic. Now, Catherine, I think we've got a terrific uh, hot listing coming up this week. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, Mark Hojigan from Your Castle Real Estate. Um, he has a great new listing that's that just became live this weekend. Um, it's in downtown Littleton, 6624 South Prescott Way in Littleton, priced at $7299. Um, it's a new remodeled, well, not a new um, property, I apologize. It's a remodeled property, um, four bedroom three bath again it's just near downtown Littleton it's absolutely gorgeous um, if you want more info his number is 303-709-3 I apologize 4391 and then we have a great free event this weekend um, it's going on right now 11 to 11 um, the Greek Independence Day party um, in Interpid um, Beer Project um, so take a look at that I mean I'm not from Greece, but I mean it. Great food. So again, from 11 to 11, it's going on right now. That's my kind of event. You know why? It's free. The price is right. That's <laughs> right. Well, hey, Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining us. Really enjoyed having you on the show. Um, really appreciate you spending some time with us and look forward to uh, learning more about Wash Park in the future as you continue to grow your business there. Really exciting stuff. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely. Listeners out there, if you have any questions about buying a home, refinancing your current mortgage, please feel free to call us anytime here at Castle and Cook Mortgage. You can reach us at 303-809-7769. We're always happy to chat with you. Would love to spend time, connect you with Jacqueline, talk about your real estate goals, how you can buy a property, what we can do to help you. Don't forget about that hot listing of the week being listed by Mark Hojigian from Your Castle Real Estate. I always struggle to say his I'm, name. Yeah, he's best, so nice though, guy. so I feel bad. The cycling realtor, that's who he is. He's the, he's the yes. cycling realtor. You can reach him at 303-709-4391. Again, that property is 6624 South Prescott Way in Littleton, listed for $729,900, four bed, three bath, remodeled home in downtown Littleton. Make sure you reach out to Mark. If you have other questions for Jacqueline, feel free to give us a call or give her a call at 720-583-3978. Thank you again for tuning into the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report. My name is Joe Massey. Look forward to seeing you next weekend at 11 a.m. This is a paid program, and the views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Castle & Cook Mortgage or 1690 AM. Castle & Cook Mortgage, LLC, NMLS ID number 1251. Joe Massey, NMLS ID number 7538. Catherine Gutierrez, NMLS ID number 1570680. Equal housing lender regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all who apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. You have tuned in with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez on the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report on 1690 AM, the show that discusses up-to-date mortgage and real estate topics and trends that will educate you on the purchase or refinance of your next home. Have a question? Call Castle & Cook Mortgage at 303-809-7769. This is the Mile High Mortgage and Real Estate Report with Joe Massey and Catherine Gutierrez.